Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse the Planner is here. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast today. We did part one, part two. Now this is part three of vision is self-investment in your future. What is God calling you to do? Are you ready to make it happen? I've said it each time, and this is our third week on this. Let me tell you something. God has put you in this on this planet so you can do something. You need to find out what it is so you complete your destiny and reach your destination. So let's go to part three of vision is self-investment. I like that. In your future. Get ready to be blessed. Take some notes. You're going to use them today. Watch. I want to start with verse one of Habakkuk, Habakkuk. Chapter 2, verse 1. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me. And what shall, and what I shall answer when I am reproved. The Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Make it plain. You see, if you can't make your, the vision plain that you have, what makes you think anybody's going to understand it? that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. Everything says a time and a place. But at the end it shall speak, so it has a voice. Your vision is speaking. What is it saying? It shall speak and not lie, though it, it tarry, wait for it. That's the hard part. And yet the Bible is a book of waiting from its very beginning. Wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Now, I want to talk tonight and finish this series out. Remember the title, vision is self-investment in yourself. Write this down. Vision is to propagate and develop communication. Vision is to propagate and develop communication from the infinite mind of God to the mind of the masses. Because you see, the only Jesus some people may ever see is the Jesus in you and the Jesus in me. So we have to think like God, an infinite God, a God beyond human reasoning. Let me say the point again. Vision is to propagate and develop communication from the infinite mind of God to the mind of the masses. So in other words, people don't understand what you're saying. Even though God is infinite, he can push it down so simple that anyone can understand it. And I forget years ago, I had a little boy come up to me. He was seven or eight years old. He said, Brother Jesse, can I talk to you? And I said, yeah, young man. So he kind of, Ricky pulled me over to the side. I didn't know what he was going to say. He said, you see that man and that woman? That's my mother and father. I said, oh, yeah. He said, they ain't got no faith. <laughs> I said, what would you say? He said, six or seven years, he ain't got no faith. He said, the only body that got faith in his family is me. He said, I'm telling you, that's a fact. He said, they say one thing in front of people, but they don't do it behind the doors. He said, I want you to pray for my mom and dad. He said, because, you know, they need, they, they need to have faith. They struggle. That kid was speaking the truth. He had understood the infinite mind of God. Hmm. He had communication in him. And he was communicating to me that he understood faith and knew what faith was about. I have partners that send me 50 cents a month. They want their own partner letter. They don't want to go into their mom and daddy. They want the name on the letter. And I send it to them. 
And I had one one time. He, he said, I'm raising my partnership up to 60 cents, and that's a lot of money. What to a child that is. See, he's giving up candy and Coke, and he understood the infinite mind of God communicating to me. You know what just happened to me today? Just a while ago behind the door, a little girl named Hannah gave me a gift, wrapped it up. I said, what just, this just happened. And I said, Can, should I open it now? I think she said she was six. And I thought, and it was a Bible. And I said, Hannah, thank you. She said, you're not finished yet. Oh, I looked and she had $6 in it. She said, that's for the Spanish speaking people of the world. That just happened back then. Her parents was with her and I found out they live in Woodland, Colorado, or Colorado. And that's where Andrew and Jamie Womack are. And I think she said they work, or he, she works, or she works for Karis Bible College. But I thought, Hannah. Yeah, that's the grandparents. I mean, the grandparents. Hannah. I didn't tell her that. You understand the infinite mind of God. And you're six years old and you know how to communicate. And it blessed me happy to see how this child could communicate. That's what you should do with your vision. Your vision is to propagate and develop communication from the infinite mind of God to the mind of the masses in all ways, shape, and form. I love cowboy boots. God, I got a lot of pairs. And some of you heard me tell this, so I got to tell it. And I, I was driving my truck one time and I said, I looked down at the gas gas, I need to get some gas. So I pulled over, there's this gas station. Right off, of, it's no longer there because Hurricane Ida wiped it out last year. So to get some gas, I didn't know it was owned by Muslims. You know, because you normally you put, you know, you fill up your gas out by the pump, put your card in it, you know, walk in unless uh, they don't give you a receipt, which is kind of aggravating, you know. Do you want a receipt? Yes, and they don't come out, then you got to go in. How many people have experienced that? You know what I'm talking about. So I walked in because <laughs> I couldn't get my receipt. And Kathy wants to, she, she likes records. She wants receipts. I said, okay. So I walked in, and this Muslim man, he said, ooh, ooh, that's some beautiful boots. I said, oh, you like my boots? He said, ooh, that's some beautiful boots. I said, Jesus, give me them boots. He said, who give me them boots? I said, Jesus, give me them boots. I said, has Muhammad ever given you any boots? No, no, Muhammad never gave me any boots. <laughs> I am not adding to he goes, I said, Mom, I said, they're pretty, huh? I said, Jesus, give me them boots. He said, Whoa. I said, Muhammad didn't give me no boots. Oh, no, Muhammad don't give me no boots. I said, that's what Jesus does. So I've got a lot of cars and a lot of vehicles in the ministry. And I got a key to everything. So I went back to the office, and I had about, I don't know how many vehicles and big trucks, vans, good Lord, I don't know, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff. So I went home, and I put on a different pair of boots. I went to the ministry and I got one of the trucks and one of the vans. And Rick and I drove back over there. And I filled up that one. And I come walking in, because I knew there was no receipt in that thing. You know, there hadn't been no paper in there. He go, ooh, ooh. I said, you like these boots? He go, ooh, yes. I said, Jesus, give me these boots. He said, Jesus, give me the boots. I said, Muhammad never give me no boots. No, 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 Muhammad never give me no boots. I did it 16 times. 
I got a lot of boots. These I love boots. I'm a, you know, I, I, I'm a Louisiana that wants to become a, a Texan. And I've asked God for years, Jesus, send me to Texas. He said, you're a Cajun. You can't put an alligator on the prairie. You're going to die. You got to stay in the swamp. I said, okay. That's for Charlie. <clears throat> it blew him away. And I said, Muhammad, don't give me no boots. Oh, no, no, Muhammad, don't give me no boots. I said, I opened up the infinite mind of God with a pair of cowboy boots. Ooh, would you mind if I come to your church? Oh, no. I said, it's not my church. I said, Jesus' is church. I said, and who knows? He may give you a pair of boots. I said, now remember, Muhammad ever give you any boots? No, 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 Muhammad ever give you any See? Now, you wouldn't think that worked. That works. You have to be instant in season, ready when that opportunity comes. Now, it cost me a lot of money to fill up all the vehicles with gas. My God. But the gospel was being propagated. Communication was coming forth. So I use the story to produce the point. You understand what I'm saying? Write this down. You must have confident anticipation that something is coming, that God is going to speak. He said, wait for it, for it shall come. You have to have confident anticipation that something is coming, that God is going to speak. And what it is, it's your vision coming through fruition. Through fruition. You see what I'm saying? Something's coming. So I tell people, they say, you believe Jesus is coming? Yeah. I went to uh, Dillard's with Kathy to get some makeup. She would get some makeup there in the Chanel area of that. And these girls, you know, they sell, they sell the makeup and all kinds of stuff. And they said, Reverend, can I ask you a question? You think this is the end time? I said, no, I know it is. I said, Jesus is coming. Are you ready? Oh, you ready? Yes, I'm ready to learn. God opened me up an opportunity. So Kathy's getting lipstick and whatever she does, I don't know, all kinds of stuff. And I'm speaking to them two girls. She said, my God, man, you know, you read the Bible, it's like reading a newspaper. It's happening. I said, yeah. So you think he's coming? I said, I know. No, I don't think. I know he's coming. I said, I have a great expectation. What I wanted him to come before I pay the bill. Because that makeup is very expensive. But I told Kathy, don't leave home without it. Not that she needs it, but that's okay. But I ask her that when you go to bed, take it off. Take it all, because don't stain up the pillars. How many of you girls got stained up pillars with makeup and lipstick? Hold your hand up. I know you, I know you do. Yeah. Look how y'all go. <laughs> you must have confident anticipation that something is coming. Now when I go in there, they always say, hey. I said, it, it, could, it could be tomorrow. Did he tell you that? I said, no. I said, but it could be. Oh, I said, are you ready? Oh, yes. But it's in Dillard's. But so is lipstick. So is powder. So is boys who want to touch your face. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, that if you were in the first service. So I had this confident anticipation, Don, that he's coming in my lifetime. Mm. Write this down. We wait for the vision just like the apostles did. 
Now, they weren't expecting it tomorrow. Paul said, my, my, man, he was ready. We wait for the vision just like the apostles did. How do we do that? In unity among ourselves. We don't have unity in the body of Christ. We have uniformity. You know what that means? Well, I'm going to go hear the guy preach. I don't agree with a lot of stuff what he says, but, you know, I'll help him. You know, I'll just go and just listen. Well, you should have stayed home. See, uniformity don't get nothing done. If two of us agree, unity does. Let me say it again. We wait for the vision just like the apostles did. In unity among ourselves. Well, how do you do that? With a submitted will to God and to each other. And in the joy of confidence. I mean, you can hear Peter listening to Paul and he says, Whoo, Paul, you're hard to be understood. But he didn't stop there. He said, hear him. You gotta understand something about Peter. He was your unique vision. What's the difference between Peter of the Gospels and Peter of the Epistles? Same man, Peter of the Gospels, with Jesus there, cuss you, cut you, pull a knife out and just sl slice you real quick, slap you, knock you down, boy. Afraid when Jesus died. Oh. Yet a man full of boldness that went out. Oh, that's the Peter of the Gospels. But when Jesus breathed upon him, Oh, my God, after the resurrection. He said, receive you the Spirit. What is the, what's the difference between Peter of the Gospels and Peter of the Epistles, the Holy Ghost? He went down to the upper room. That's better than the lower room. And got filled. And brother lost all fear. That's the Peter of the Epistles. He said, you want to crucify me? Do what you got to do. Put me upside down. You think I care? Hmm. And great confident expectation of Jesus, all of them. And they submitted to each other, to God and, and to their own will in the joy of confidence. That's what made them what they were. And you could not talk them out of it. You could before Jesus died and resurrected. See, but once you understand your vision is, is self-investment in your future, you have to understand that it takes a submitted will and the joy of confidence and unity among the brother. That's why I preach in all denomination, non-denomination, interdenominational churches. I'll never forget the first time I was asked to preach at the Roman Catholic Church. I've preached in many of them. Well, you know why? Because I'm Catholic. I was christened and confirmed. They didn't throw me out. My name is still on the roll. You go to the Vatican, you'll find my name on the roll. You'll find Catholics on the roll. And we ain't been there in many years. Because, you know, we're Protestant priests, but not to them. Jesse's just a good old Catholic boy. And they used to say this, are you a good Catholic or a bad Catholic? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm saying? If you've been Catholic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm, so I'm not thrown out. So I had the priest. He said, he got filled with the Holy Ghost, Jonathan. I like priests when they get filled with the Holy Ghost. He said, would you come? I said, where, where, where are you pastoring that father? I called him. He said, at Nunciata Catholic Church. That's in Homer, Louisiana. I said, I'd love to go. He said, I ask you to do one thing. He said, you know, he said, I really believe in you. He said, but don't touch the altar. I said, you got something on it? He said, no, it's holy. I said, okay. I got up then. He said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Reverend Dr. Justin Aplanis will give the homily today. Homily. I thought it was hominy. Grits. You know? <laughs> I never heard the word homily before. Oh. 
He must be smart. I got up then the Holy Ghost hit me, and I went, glory! And I slapped the altar, and he went, ugh, ugh. Couldn't help myself. They didn't throw me out because I'm Catholic. That's what they think. My name on that roll, Steve, it's just there. And then the Holy Ghost began to move. Now, what I'm about to tell you is a true story. I walked out there, and them Catholic people like this. I said, I want to pray for you. They went, okay. And God began to Michael, knock people out in the Holy Ghost. They called three ambulances. <laughs> I caught a smile with three ambulances. I mean, people knocked out on the floor, getting filled with the Holy Ghost. I mean, just getting knocked out because she Catholics, they know something about authority. They're going to do what that priest says. So as far as they thought, hey, this, this, is a, this is a priest here. I mean, get knocked out in the Holy Ghost, and the Jesuits were there. Oh, the homiletical, hermeneutical, philosophical, theological Jesuits. And I turned around to the pastor and said, I said, Father, let me pray for you. Come here, Jonathan, stand up if you don't mind. And I went there, put your hands up. He grabbed me like this. I said, what's the matter, man? He said, I don't want to fall down there. The Jesuits are here. <laughs> the Jesuits are here. He said, God, if I fall down, Lord, they're going to throw me out. The Jesuits. And that was the Jesuits. And I thought, Pharisee, Sadducee, Zealot. But as I began to get closer to them, they began to back up. The anointing was there, buddy. Oh, we had a meeting. That following Tuesday, they had a Bible study with 600 people on Tuesday night. 600 people on Tuesday night, Annunciata. What was happening? What was you saying? I came in unity. And I said, and they said, but, uh, you know, you're a Protestant preacher. I said, well, do Catholics believe in Jesus? Yes. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm Catholic. Do Methodists believe in Jesus? Well, yeah, then I must be Methodist. To Episcopals and Presbyterians and Church of God, Church of Christ, Church of God of prophecy in Christ. Do they believe in Jesus? Yeah, then I must be a Church of God. And I got to preach at the Holy Convocation of the Church of God in Christ. You, you should have, you the, they say you the blackest white man I've ever seen in my life. Son, I had, I was going. Bishop Jakes was proud. Become all things to all people. I'm not a uniformist, if that's the right word. I don't know, I'll just coin it if it's not. I'm in unity. And they start telling me what they don't believe in. And I said, I prefer to you, for you to tell me what you do believe in. Because the don'ts are going to get out the door once the Holy Ghost shows up. Let me say it again. We, must, we, we, must, we wait for the vision just like the apostles did. Even though they didn't understand sometimes some of the things they did amongst each other. But they were in unity among themselves with the submitted will and in the joy of confidence. And they all had trouble. I mean, John, the one that lasted longer, he said, I go to my church and they got some guy mad because he wants preeminence. You go read 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, you'll see all that. And if you want the most famous verse and the most wonderful verse, that, if you want to know the verse that God Almighty loves more than anything he's ever wrote, it's 3 John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things. What things mean to you? All things that you prosper. Be in health, even as you're so proud. Well, now, Brother Jesse, if you truly understood the scripture, John was talking to Gaius. Well, in, my, in, in John's mind, he was talking to Gaius, but in God's mind, 
God was talking to Gaius. And when I read it, he's talking to Jesse. He said, I wish above all things. And don't that sound like a father that loves his children? I want my kids to be blessed in everything. Yeah. Hmm. Jody had a hard time receiving from me for a long time. She'd always shut me down. I said, Jody, I'm your daddy. I'm your father. Let me be a blessing. Finally, she got the revelation. So now when I ask her, what she, I said, Jody, what you want for Christmas, Jody? She said, Daddy, let the Lord lead you. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I've wanted all my life, all her life. So God has given all you people visions and dreams, and they'll come to pass. You got to walk by faith and not by sight. Don't miss Jesse Duplantis' 2023 Visionary Conference, July 13th and 14th. You got to believe the unbelievable. You got to receive the impossible because it's doable. Jesse Duplantis' 2023 Visionary Conference, July 13th and 14th at JDM International Headquarters. Registration and admission are free. I hope you've been enjoying these messages that I preached during last year's Visionary Conference. God has given me some special messages to share with you this year, too. Are you coming? I hope you do. Visionary 23 is this week. This week, Thursday, July the 13th at 7 p.m., Friday morning, July the 14th at 10 a.m., and Friday night at 7 p.m. Everyone is welcome, so bring a friend. Would you do that? Registration and admission are totally free. Get all the information, go to jdm.org, and you'll get all the details. You'll be blessed. You'll just be blessed. Remember, your vision has a voice. What's it saying? So all you have to do is just hear it. Just like I told you in today's message, you must have confident anticipation that something is coming and that God is going to speak to you. I hope you can make it to our visionary conference here in the New Orleans area. If you can't be here in person, you can join us live on our social media platforms. Just go to jdm.org to find out all the information. But we want you here. There's nothing like the corporate anointing when everybody comes together in the unity of the faith. It will bless you. Partners, thank you once again for being so courteous and kind. We are reaching people, changing lives one soul at a time. I've asked the Lord for every dollar given in my ministry. You've heard me say it so many times. Give me a soul into the kingdom. And we are doing that. You understand what I'm saying? I will not be lazy with people's seed. People say, man, Jesse, you work like a dog. Well, I don't know how hard dogs work, but <laughs> I sure work a lot. Why? Because the gospel said, he said, go in the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And I'm endeavoring to do that, but I can't do it without your faithful financial support. You know, I wish everything was free out there. I wish I could fly free. I wish I could stay in the hotels free, eat free, but it's not. And that's okay because those people need to make a living that are in the hotel business or in the aviation business or whatever. But I made up my mind, it makes no difference. I am going to do what the Lord says. And every time I get someone saved, every time I get someone healed, every time God just does that, when I say me, I'm talking about Christ in me, you are part of that because of your faithful financial support. Think about that. That's an amazing thing. Also, I got my new book called The Hidden Help. I love it. It's about angels. It's our July product offer. People love this book. You know, God sends angels to help you every day. There's a great teaching in this book, and I share many of my own personal experiences with angels. Go to jdm.org and get your copy today. Once again, partners, thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you do. My God, the other day, a man sent us $50,000 donation. First thing I said, instead of going, whoa, I said, Kathy, we got to get 50,000 people saved. You ready to go to work, girl? She said, yes, I am. I said, well, let's do it. 
That's a lot of money. And I will not be lazy with people see. But don't let that number throw you. I've had people give a dollar, two dollars, three dollars. I get just excited about that. Why? Every dollar given, Lord, give me a soul. That's what I want. And I will get it because God said I could. I ask you to join with me as we preach this glorious gospel. Now, next week, I got a sermon entitled, The Big Payoff. <laughs> Buddy, when God pays off, it is always big. That's next week. This is Jesse DePlantis from the New Orleans, Louisiana, saying we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you, partners, for helping me today. See you next week. Bye-bye. Did you know angels are real? And many of them are here today. God's Word is full of supernatural experiences by people just like you and me. My new book, The Hidden Help, I share a few of those biblical stories and some of my own personal experiences with angelic beings. Remember, this world isn't all there is. You are unique in God's creation, and The Hidden Help is always here for you. Order your copy today at jdm.org. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, our July partner offer is entitled The Big Payoff. It's going to set your faith on fire as you get ready for a tsunami of spiritual, physical, and financial blessings. There's a wealth in the sea of human life, and it's all for you. It's entitled The Big Payoff. Go to jdm.org and get that copy. You're going to be blessed, man, and get ready to receive from God. Jesse DePlantis Ministries is literally circling the globe using every available voice. What would that be? That would be television, radio, printed page, internet, DVDs, CDs, books, whatever it takes to preach the gospel. Can you see it? Hey, can you see it? I can just see it. I can see the gospel going all over the world to every person. Every year the soul's adding up, people getting healed, lives being changed and delivered. Is that impossible? No. God thinks we can do that. Everything you see here at Jesse DePlantis Ministries was impossible, and everything we are going to do is impossible. But yet the Lord said, if you believe it, I'll do it. We are believing the unbelievable and receiving the impossible to simply reach people and change lives. that God has placed within each one of us a deep desire to live a better life. Whether it's a life free from pain, fear, or lack of any kind, God wants to bring that to pass for you. In my book, You Are Designed for Glorious Living, you'll discover how to achieve the better life God has for you. You know, long before you took your first breath, God had designs on you for glorious living. You are designed for glorious living. Available at JDM.org.
He did it for the nation of Israel. He's going to do it for me and you. You better get ready, buddy. You better build you some houses. You better get some place to put this stuff because the stuff is coming. The tsunami of blessing is coming. Do you see that? I mean, spiritually, physically, financially, in every area. They'll get to a point, they said, let them Christians get out of here because my God, their God is more powerful than we thought.